0: You are listening to "I Doubt It" with me, your host Jesse Dolan, a podcast dedicated to free thinking, discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Guess. Who's back? Goddamn! Now would be the perfect time for the Eminem. I'm probably really doing that terribly. It is. I doubt it. I am Jesse Dallamore, full figured and full voiced. Sitting across from me is my lovely co-host, Brittany Page.
1: Hello. Glad you're well.
0: <laughs> I am. I wouldn't say fully, fully recovered. It's been uh, a few nights of NyQuil, which I hate. I made Oh, the... you love it. <laughs> I, made, I made the joke this weekend that I don't know what it is about me, but I can drink a quart of warm Maker's Mark out of a dead hobo's boot that I found in the dumpster, but I gag at the very smell of NyQuil.
1: Yep. And you it do. is
0: fucking terrible. We can put a man on the fucking moon, but we can't get NyQuil to taste like anything other than sour balls and asshole.
1: It is very weird. It's
0: terrible. Yeah. NyQuil smells like my shits do the day after drinking a quart of whiskey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now everybody knows very personal things about you. Yeah.
0: Well, if you want to know what my poop smells like after a night of partying, just go to your ca- your your medicine cabinet and take a little bit of a sniff of what's the flavor cherry cherry nyquil it's it's not the purple stuff it's the red
1: ooh
0: so like i said i am back i am healthy um i didn't want to leave you guys hanging and have zero episode out there so we did the little uh the little informative session that lasted about 2 minutes to let you know I think our intro and our outro lasted longer than the whole episode. So. Yeah.
1: You sounded terrible, though. Oh, my
0: God. That, so. And that's the best that I could muster. That was it. That was fucking pro right yeah. there. There was That was it. So we are very happy to be back. Thank you for joining us. As always, if you do appre- appreciate the stellar and amazing, immeasurable dedication to duty that I and Brittany Page have... I would appreciate you running to iTunes right now, rating and reviewing us because it lets the world know just what a great podcast program. You hear that? Yeah. Not program. Yeah. Program. That was good. That we are. Uh, There's also Facebook and Twitter. And as always, dollamore.com. There's an Amazon link. If If you'd like to buy a book or fine art, it's there for the taking. And it goes a small way towards supporting the show that you've grown to love so much. A lot has gone on. It is amazing what happens. I don't know how the shows that only do once a week are able to do it, because we do it twice a week, and sometimes I'm chomping at the proverbial bit to talk about things in between shows. I don't know how those shows do it that are a week... In between. Yeah. Because we did our last Wednesday night recording, and then we skipped because I was sick, and here we are, and then we've got fucking nannies squatting inside of houses, polling on Obama that he's the worst president since World War II. There's all this crazy shit. The Supreme Court is going nutso. Yeah. it's It would drive me nuts if we didn't do two shows a week.
1: They would just have to be one show that's two hours long.
0: Yeah, and then that's too much, because then people are like, God damn, this guy, it's too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, now we can tell that his poops smell like Cherry NyQuil, so we're going to have to turn this off.
0: Yeah. So, and then, uh, w- I, I guess where I want to do a recap a little bit about what what happened this weekend? I know that I kept promising this. Oh, it's going to be super fun and super exciting. We've got something very fun planned for the audience.
1: It was too much fun. Too much fun that just didn't allow us to do a podcast. Yeah, that,
0: that didn't happen. And it ha- there was a lot of fun. Let me put it this way. We did a super fucking fun episode. Maybe the funnest episode that has ever been, ever been performed. It just didn't get recorded. Yeah. So, sorry guys, if you just imagine super fun time, that's what it was. Lots and lots of alcohol, lots of adult conversation. There's a lot of I have I had friends fly in for my birthday, the tail end of Britney's birthday and the the bulk of my birthday and um childhood friends and we always, you know, we we drink like men. <laughs> And we, uh, and we talk like women, I-, I guess. I don't know. I think women have deeper conversations generally than men. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's sexist of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't talk about sports and trucks and blowing shit up and hunting. That's not, that's not the kind of guys we are. We're, we're more like women. We cry and we get emotional. And we love each other. And we drink. And it's a lot of that. And I love it. I, I think it's... We try to solve the world's problems... One issue at a time. Never never succeeding. Of course. (laughs) But it's it's a wonderful time. So we did a lot of that. We did a whole bunch of eating at our very favorite spots. So that was...
1: Can't have a good time without good food.
0: That's really, I mean, for me, a good time is good friends, good drink, and good food. If you take one out of the mix, it's not truly really a good time, so... Spent a little time on the beach, got sun, sunburned on my fucking forehead. Yeah, you did. Like I've never been out in the sun before. Mm-hmm. God damn. Anyway, good times. Good times. We did, at the end of it, before everybody left for the airport, we went and had sushi, and Brittany got an email from a a business owner begging her to take a Yelp review down that she had written years ago. Yeah. So kind of give them the scoop.
1: Well, it's a business in Newport Beach, and I had bought a Groupon deal, and I got a Brazilian wax. Ouch. Which means they take care of all the biz. The badge f- biz. The
0: front biz and the back biz.
1: Yes. <laughs> and they clean all that up, and I had a very terrible experience, so I wrote a Yelp review because... We like to use Yelp because we're dumb, and
0: well, I would I would say that we're not dumb. I I, I think we use Yelp because we use the site so often. I want to contribute to it as well to make it a better experience for everybody.
1: Yeah, so I'm had, a giver. Yeah, so I had a <laughs> terrible experience. I had made my appointment with a particular woman who ended up being the owner. When I arrived, this woman that was working the counter said, "Oh, you're actually going to be with me," and I was like, "Oh." Okay, I made my appointment with a specific person, but I guess it's just a free-for-all. And then she took me into the room, gave me my wax, kind of. Um, (laughs) You know, They do that thing where they don't get all the hair, so then they start plucking it with tweezers. I I don't know about that. And I was like, that's enough, that's enough. And then she's like, can you just make sure I got all the wax off you? And it's like, what? That's not... Uh, like how I'm supposed to, I'm not supposed to do that. You should know you're the one staring at my badge. (laughs) Right. And it just, it was a a bummer situation. So this chick wrote me and asked me to take down the review because she said it hurts her heart every time she sees it. Please keep in mind, everybody, that her business is five-star rated on Yelp.
0: Which is the highest.
1: My review is not taking away from anything for her business. She,
0: She also let Brittany know that she was praying for a positive outcome in this. She, she did? S- she said that, yeah. Oh, wow. So I guess I guess you're just proving to her that her prayers are going unanswered. Because I definitely
1: you're... just blocked that out, I guess, <laughs> because I do not remember that happening.
0: So there is one portion of Brittany's review that I do want to read, and then we're going to kind of talk about Yelp, and or not really Yelp so much. It, it does end up being about Yelp, but about asshole diners and asshole people. So Br- Brittany's review... She says in the review, this chick wasn't awful, but the more I reflect on the experience, the more awful I feel she was. I had to make conversation the whole time while she was answering with mostly one-word responses. I mean, it is her job to make me feel comfortable. She didn't. She's a stranger. We just met, and she's staring straight at my asshole, (laughs) waxing it. You... You think we could at least have some casual conversation while that's going on. So, how about the weather, huh? <laughs> Which, if you think about it, how awkward would that be if someone... It's like when... I... Look, I've had a doctor with his finger. It felt like his hand up to his fucking elbow. But his finger in my asshole when... Or in my rectum.
1: <laughs> when
0: I I had my appendix taken out. And yeah. that's one of the causes. They want to test and see if the prostate's okay or whatever. So he. Just put, so
1: everyone knows, Jesse was doing a little fingering motion do, oh, right now I, I while talk, he was I talk with demonstrating my hands. I talk, the, the prostate wiggle wiggle of the middle yeah, finger. And then I
0: do like a little. <laughs> but anyway, so he puts his little finger in there. It felt, <laughs> like I said, it feels like a lot. It feels like a, a fucking Louisville Slugger baseball bat. And he asks, how's that feel? Well, first you're of like, all, mm. how do you fucking think it feels? It's a finger in my asshole. But second of all, um he's talking he's doing some conversational activity it's not just robotic he's yeah. trying to make you feel comfortable yeah cuz he's getting ready to do something that you're not used to having done
1: yeah and when you have a a brazilian wax they make you put your your uh your knees as far down uh, toward the table in like a butterfly position, right? As you can, which means I mean they want it opened up. You need to open your vagina. So it's like if you're sitting. Up. So
0: it's like if you go to sit Indian style and you put the palms of your feet together, sitting yeah. on your butt, and then you just lay back and flatten out your wings or your 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 la your knees, like you're a starfish or something. Yeah. And right. then
1: when they do your bee hole, you have to hold your knee to your chest and expose everything. And so you're. You're getting well acquainted with this person. Let's let's
0: let's, to put it mildly, you're vulnerable.
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, she wasn't talking. I was having to make conversation. And the more the experience goes on, she left wax on me. It looked like I had a burn on the side of my badge. It was just not a good situation. And so now this owner is writing me asking to take it down and
0: begging and literally praying to Jesus that she take it down.
1: And I feel kind of bad, but there is a difference between writing a legitimate review because you had a terrible experience at a of service and just generally being a prick about experiences you have while eating in restaurants,
0: which is what leads us to where we are now. We have found some choice instances of people who leave cr- cr- who have crazy complaints and act like assholes. In their review.
1: Yeah. What I hate the most are people who regularly, like, send food back, who I, are okay with sending food back.
0: I've never understood that.
1: I heard someone complaining today that they made a scene because the lettuce on their sandwich was brown. I, I would never complain about something like that. I would never complain about something like that.
0: Well, I tell you what. Let's very briefly. We went out to Ruth's Chris for my birthday dinner. A party of eight, right? Eight?
1: Seven, eight. Seven uh-huh.
0: or eight. So it's a, big, it's a big table. And at the end of the meal, they... Well, this is a great plug for Ruth's Chris. Hey, executives in the advertising department of Ruth's Chris. I doubt it with Dalimore, giving you a good plug here. So we take a party of eight out to Ruth's Chris. Each one of our... Each one of our... our the couples are spending, you know, 250, 300 bills a piece. And... At the end of the meal, they bring me my birthday dessert, which I didn't order. I'm not a dessert guy. I don't order dessert. But here it comes. The candle, and they write in chocolate, happy birthday, Jesse. And then we get the bill, and lo and behold, there's a $4.50 charge for birthday dessert. Yeah. But I didn't complain. I didn't say anything to anybody. I mean, I grumbled ineffectually because I I'm not gonna cause a scene or throw a fit over four dollars and fifty fucking cents. But it was the it was just the principle of it that I didn't order this.
1: You didn't even eat it.
0: I didn't even you eat it. You took this. a
1: bite of it and passed it down and then I ordered a dessert that I wanted. Right. And it was it's just kind of so, ridiculous. So
0: that's how I handle things that are mildly upsetting. Like if there's a piece of brown lettuce in a sandwich, you pull it out. Any normal person takes it out, understands that out of the hundreds of sandwiches a place makes a day, that's going to happen.
1: Or even if something is on your plate that you don't want to eat.
0: Push you know, it aside. Yeah, but
1: if if you're allergic to it, maybe that's different. But I don't like onions on my sandwiches, so I would just pull it off yeah. and put it to the side. Right. I wouldn't send it back and say, Excuse me, um, these need to be removed and this needs to be remade.
0: So th- the examples that Brittany's going to read here are One, hilarious, and two, very emblematic of the type of thing that we're talking about right now.
1: So these are excerpts from Yelp
0: reviews. No names to protect the innocent and the guilty. We will not uh, use any names or the businesses for which the review was left.
1: The first one. First off, I noticed really beat up tables that need white linens to cover them. Alas, no white or any other color of linens, so we were dining on pretty scratched up wood tables and chairs. This is a fairly large restaurant. The decor could be a bit better. A lot of dining is half and half booth chairs, and one of my pet peeves are straight up booths. The backing goes straight, which is not relaxing. (laughs) This was part of a bad review, a negative review. And
0: I don't know what this restaurant is. I'm, I'm assuming this probably isn't a fancy place.
1: No, it was not. Yeah. But they have an issue with straight-up backed booths. I've never been in a booth where it's like reclined, like like an airplane chair.
0: Maybe at the Lazy Boy showroom. Yeah. they, They lean back.
1: Okay, so this is another one. Chicken lo mein, boring and tasteless. So bad, we sent it back. Okay, I sent it back. But my dining partner didn't like it either. This was a first for her. Aw, so sweet. Her first time having food sent back. Get on board, girl.
0: What's funny about this one, I do know about this review. I'm not going to name the restaurant, but this was for... This was a, a review for chicken lo mein at a strictly seafood restaurant. The name seafood is in the fucking name of the restaurant. So, goddamn...
1: Yeah, I like how she's, oh, it's so cute. She never sends back food. Get on board, girl. No, you're the abnormal one who sends food back with no problem. Have you seen the movie Waiting?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> or have you ever had a friend who worked in the food service industry? Yeah. I, If I was to ever send food back, I have a policy that it goes one way. It goes back, and nothing comes in return. Yeah. They just take it off the bill because I'm not going to risk that. No. Yeah, And it would be, have to be pretty terrible for me to send something back.
1: Yeah, so here's another one. I called and left messages for the owner slash management. No call back. I sent a letter and finally got a phone call wherein I had to completely repeat what was in the letter I sent. Can she not read English? Her solution. Send me a half-assed apology letter with a card for a free dessert fondue.
0: Apparently, what this this uh, reviewer wanted was partial ownership in the company <laughs> because she had a bad experience at the restaurant. And
1: the bad experience, that was like a, a two-star review, which is pretty bad for a business to get. It looks bad. And um, her complaints were completely minor. M- yeah. Nothing about the food. It was issues surrounding decorations, essentially, in like her attitude toward the value of the money that she spent. Yeah. People that send food back, people that call and write letters to the restaurant owner, there's something wrong with these people. Yeah.
0: It's well, it's like people who write their congressmen because, you know, who you know what it seems like to me, if you've watched parks and recreation, the every time they have a town hall meeting and those crazy ass oh, yeah. pawnee residents always have there's too much there's too many birds in the park. They all yeah. these crazy, <laughs> stupid complaints. That's what these people who have reviewed these things. That's what they seem like to me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Here's the last. Here's the last little tidbit from a review. The mac and cheese was so disliked that after one small bite, I sent it back, as I felt like the cheddar was stinky and overpowering.
0: Cheese mm, stinky, huh? That's odd. That's a sign of a good cheese.
1: Just stop eating out. Please, if you're gonna send everything back and be a pain in everyone's ass, can you imagine having to wait on this person and deal with this person in public?
0: She was like that doctor who put his hand in my ass <laughs> a pain right in my asshole
1: exactly yeah
0: well good got glad we got that settled and for those of you who don't use Yelp, I would strongly recommend you check it out. We're not obviously getting paid by Yelp, but uh it's a great it's a great site yeah. we we uh, We found a lot of great places. It's great when you travel because you're able to um, not have to ask locals and cab drivers. You're able to just see what the the throngs of people have said. So yeah. we, we've actually had some great luck in finding some super good food. And Brittany and I, if we love anything, it's good food. Yes. So what has been going on in the world while we were gone for a full week?
1: Well, the big thing is Hobby Lobby.
0: Hobby Lobby. Fucking Lobby.
1: What a great business name.
0: Yeah, Hobby Lobby. God, I'm trying to think of something funny. Nothing's coming.
1: <laughs> I had never heard of it before this.
0: Uh, they have one over off in Edinger in Huntington Beach. Over by Golden oh, really? West College, yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, well, there's a number of different things I want to say about this. Go ahead.
1: So the Supreme Court ruled in Burwell versus Hobby Lobby. The court held five to four that closely held corporations cannot be required to provide coverage for contraception services for their employees if the owners object to such coverage on religious grounds. Contrary to some early reports, this decision is based on the Religious Freedom Restoration Act and not the First Amendment. In other words, this is a statutory decision and not a constitutional one.
0: Right. So, which poses problems in and of itself, that it's not constitutional, it's statutory. Because that just means they could, the Congress could pass another law to make that law ineffectual. But here's, I'm just going to play a clip from a CNN reporter who was on the scene the day of the ruling.
2: There's been a huge reaction out here, Carol, at the Supreme Court. You can see behind me demonstrators, and these were demonstrators behind me who were in favor of religious freedom rights, in favor of Hobby Lobby. And as soon as that decision came down, when the justices, the majority of the conservative justices ruled in favor of Hobby Lobby, they started cheering, claiming victory. But I can tell you that we've been out here all morning, Carol, and, and this is bringing uh, heated rhetoric uh, from, from all sorts of uh, you know contentious issues. We're talking Obama. We're hearing from demonstrators on both sides of that issue. Of religious liberty rights, abortion. There's a huge crowd out here today uh, making their voices heard. And as we heard Jeffrey Tubin talk about, this uh, is a big win for Hobby Lobby. Today, the justice is essentially saying that this company cannot be required to cover certain types of contraception. The Hobby Lobby objected to four types of contraception that the owners equated uh, to abortion. And they said it was be a violation of their religious freedom rights to provide coverage of this these certain types of contraception uh, to its employees. And today the justice is saying that under this 20 year old federal law called RIFRA, that uh, Hobby Lobby uh, does not have to be required by the government to cover certain types of contraception to its employees. Now I want to emphasize, just as Jeffrey Toobin did, that this is specific to closely held companies. So as it appears, as we continue to read through this large ruling right here, it appears that only closely held companies can be exempt from this, similar to religious nonprofits and churches. But it doesn't necessarily apply to publicly traded companies, big companies. Hobby Lobby was a family owned company. It started back in the 70s. Uh, the owners are evangelical Christians. So it's important to, to take this ruling in that
1: context. So they were Hobby Lobby was specifically challenging four types of contraceptive, which is the morning after pills and uh, IUDs.
0: Uh, right. The, the different t- types of morning after pill, plan B pills, if you will. Yeah. And the IUD, which and is then, weird, the IUD. but.
1: And the Supreme Court came out and said that it actually applies to all forms of birth control. Yeah. So it's not, even though they were ch- specifically challenging those four types, they came out and said, no, well, it's all.
0: Well, but here's the odd, listen, this is one of the times that I do not envy the members of the court, the the Supreme Court, because this is tough. And, in, in, you know, as much as I shit on religion constantly, um, I do believe in religious liberties because it, it is in our constitution. It is something that, you know, many, many men have fought and died to protect and, A lot of men smarter than I sat down and put their heads together to determine what rights were, you know, going to be provided for under the Constitution. Well, where this gets a little murky for me, because on its face, I would say that they ruled relatively well on its face. That's what I thought that, you know, because it doesn't apply to IBM. It doesn't apply to Microsoft or Apple, these giant corporations that are publicly publicly traded. What a closely held corporation or closely held company is it's a company that opens up a certain amount of shares of its company to be sold, but privately. It's not a publicly traded company. It's like if I was going to turn, I doubt it with dollar into a corporation. And I said, I'm going to sell 50,000 shares, but I'm just, I'm going to pick the shareholders. And then they're going to be part owners in the company. It's not quite like Microsoft not being able to provide or being able to not provide birth control. Yeah. So on its face I thought, you know that that sounds reasonable to me. And then upon further thought, I don't think it is. And here's why. <laughs> you thought you're going to be left off the hook, but you're you're not. Or let off the hook. It's this. Let's say that Hobby Lobby was owned by Jehovah's Witnesses who don't believe in blood transfusions.
1: Perfect.
0: And so they wanted to not allow blood transfusions as a part of their health care. Well, that's just fucking dumb. (laughs) So, no, I don't believe in this. I believe that science should prevail. And what they're saying is that these Plan B pills, they're saying that they are abortion pills. That if you take them and you're pregnant, it will cause an abortion to happen in your body and that is just scientifically and factually fucking incorrect
1: it's something that drives me insane because the scientific consensus is in on this issue and morning after pills do not interfere with implantation if you are pregnant if the egg has been implanted if the situation is already going down you're screwed if you try to take a morning after pill.
0: Brittany made a really good point on social media in, in a discussion uh earlier and she said, if that was the case, if you could just take a pill that would cause an abortion, take plan B, then why are why are still millions of abortions taking place? Why are millions of six hundred, seven hundred dollar, a thousand dollar abortions taking place per year? and why the, why are women just not taking a $50 plan b pill Exactly The reason is is because it doesn't fucking work if you're already pregnant That's the reason
1: Exactly and there there is a an abortion pill RU486 but even that is more expensive than the morning after pill it, it's a uh, over $100 to get the abortion pill Yeah and it's actually dangerous. You need to, you know, have supervision. It's kind of, it's a risky thing.
0: That was also not one of the ones that was on, that, no. that was talked about in this case.
1: Yeah, no, because that is, it is an abortion pill. I mean, yes. that's what it's called. It's to end a pregnancy. Whereas the morning after pill, if you are pregnant, will do nothing for you. It's
0: almost, the the morning after pill, and this is a layman speaking. I'm not talking as a scientist here. I'm talking as your good buddy, Dalamore. The morning after pill is kind of like taking half a pack of birth control pills, like a large dose of your regular birth control. It's just a hormone overload.
1: To suppress ovulation. To
0: suppress ovulation, that's right.
1: And, you know, people who believe that uh, life begins at conception, at implantation, because that's when, you know, it happens. Okay, that's fine. But the morning after pill doesn't affect that. So
0: you should, they should be, it's that group that should be championing the morning after pill. They should, should really want, that, want it.
1: Yeah. You should want that on the shelves next to condoms in every single store. Right. Because if there's an accident, women need to know how to use it. They need to go take it because they will never have an abortion.
0: And the largest purveyor of misinformation related to birth control is by far, by far the Catholic church. Absolutely. Absolutely. Th- this this person that was arguing with Brittany or discussing, it actually was more of an argument, but on Facebook, um, she was citing what seemed to be the, trying their best to make it sci- kind of like a scientific quote uh, that they copy and pasted from s- some website. Brittany asked for a, a citation. They refused to give it. Brittany we- we- weaseled her way through the Internet, found what the citation was, found her source, and it was... Catholic charities.org or some Catholic stop, League StopThePill.org or some some crazy whack job. There Catholic was an ad for the
1: Pill Kills Symposium right. on the on the site.
0: The Pill Kills Symposium. And so
1: what happens is people start Googling it, probably genuinely wanting information about the morning it, after pill. They
0: fake it like it looks scientific.
1: Yeah, it was called morningafterpill.org. And
0: right. you know,
1: people look for dot edu to be official websites. But anyone can get that website.
0: Right. Well, I know several people who have their own domain like I do with dollamore.com. Yeah. But they have... Blah, blah blah dot org
1: yeah and so you know they start reading it and it aligns with their views so they accept it but they don't see the little thing at the top that says click here for catholic teaching and the little ad at the, at the at the side that says the pill kills symposium or the link at the bottom that says citation catholic league news you know you can't just go to these sources that are biased you need to be finding scientific literature because that's where the answers are and there is a scientific consensus on this issue yeah and so it's fine if these people want to have these beliefs if they want to believe that the morning after pill is the abortion pill, but it's irresponsible to push that information as fact because it's not, it's not, fact. if you want to have your wrong opinion, it is that's fine.
0: Contrary to fact.
1: Yeah. If you want to have your wrong opinion, great. Be an idiot, but don't push it on everybody else. And birth control pills, they are, um, ex- they exist for other reasons other than preventing pregnancy. I started the pill when I was 16 years old because I had a period twice a month and I was bleeding to right, death. And it regulates. <laughs> and it regulates your period, prevents you from having anemia and dying, okay? Right. <laughs> and, you know, uh, takes away your cramps, which are a terrible problem for women, and helps you deal with your acne. They're
0: a terrible problem for me, too, yeah. when I get really poopy.
1: Yeah, with the NyQuil. Maybe
0: injury. I should try your pills.
1: <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> And it helps with acne, which doesn't seem like a super, you know, serious health problem. But, you know, everybody needs clear skin. Hey. <laughs> Gotta look good.
0: <laughs> and then very briefly, the other thing that I want to talk about with this is there is no use writing your congressman on this. The Supreme Court has spoken. Don't scream and yell and whine and complain.
1: About how dumb the Supreme Court is. I've it's been saying this. that. Well,
0: well, first of all, it's 5 4 I wish it was more than five-four. I wish it wasn't such a party-line, you know, partisan type of vote. But here's what you do: never. Well, they're not going to lose any money from me because I've never shopped there, and I certainly won't. But if you're a shopper at Hobby Lobby, go to Michaels, go to another craft store. There's other choices. This is a free market. Your vo- the most powerful vote that you wield, is with your with your. The purse strings with your wallet, with your purse, with your checkbook. Never shop at Hobby Lobby and admonish your friends to do the same. Have them not shop there too. Scream and yell with with your friends to not spend their money there. Because if people stop shopping there, they'll go out of business. And they won't be able to, to have shitty policy like this. So the takeaways here... We don't agree with this. Me and my audience we, in this home, we don't we don't agree. In this podcast, we don't agree with it. Because if they were Jehovah's Witnesses and they said they didn't want to allow blood transfusions, that is clearly wrong. This is just an extension of that.
1: It's definitely scary territory when you enter into people picking and choosing what they're going to cover for yeah. their employees. Yeah,
0: fuck yeah. So that's shitty, but you know, it's what it is. So let's move on to the crazy wacky ass nanny.
1: She's been called Nightmare Nanny is her like nickname, I guess in the media.
0: But we're all we're going to we're going to kind of give both sides to this cuz it sounds like there's a little nutter buttery on both sides of the story.
1: Nutter buttery, I like that.
0: If you're not familiar with the aforementioned Nightmare Nanny, California couple
2: says they are living in a nanny nightmare after their live-in nanny refused to do any work, but
3: also refused to leave.
4: And legal experts say the same thing could happen here in New York. CBS 2's Diane Macedo has more now on this bizarre story and what you can do to protect yourself. I'm now a victim in my own home and it's completely legal. That's how Marcel Bracamonte describes sharing her house near Los Angeles with her former live-in nanny, who despite being fired earlier this month, refuses to move out. When I called the police, they're telling me it's now a civil matter and that I have to evict her. So this lady is welcome inside my house anytime she wants, to eat my food anytime she wants. And harassed me, basically. Bracamonte and her husband say they found 64-year-old Diane Stretton through Craigslist in March and offered her room and board in exchange for childcare and housework. But after two months, they say she stopped holding up her end of the deal. She just stayed in her room all day. And so I told her, you know, either you perform or you, you got to leave. But they say Stretton didn't do either. And due to some incorrect paperwork, a judge recently ruled that she can stay, at least for now.
2: Now this person is in our house, I have to go to work, my kids are still here, my wife is still here, she towers over my wife um, and uh, kids, and I know that there's nothing I can do about it.
4: Our sister station in LA was there when Stretton was served with new legal papers on Wednesday evening. Why won't you leave? They've asked you to leave, why won't you leave? But while the Bracamontes live in California, attorneys we spoke to said the same thing could happen in New York.
2: If the nanny doesn't want to vacate voluntarily, then the only remedy is to bring a a court proceeding. The whole process can theoretically take 30 days, but it could take several months.
4: Employment attorney Salvatore Ganjimi recommends having the nanny establish a different permanent residence if possible. For example, on their days off, maybe they go stay somewhere else. But both lawyers and residents seem to agree the best way to protect yourself is to hire carefully.
3: I think that you're nuts if you have anyone around your children that you don't know their background. Well,
4: the whole Craigslist thing does scare me because who knows who these people are. The two nannies that I've had got referrals to friends of mine because you never know. Stratton has three days. To to respond to the legal notice. Diane Macedo CBS2 News.
1: So the thing that the nanny has working against her like to make people think that she is really the one that's at fault here is the fact that she's a vexatious litigant.
0: Right. So that means that she is a, a lady who she is uh, very well known for bringing wild and wacky lawsuits, frivolous lawsuits against litigants. Yeah. Which, against uh, plain, uh, defendants.
1: Yes, which, I mean, that that looks like someone who's a problem.
0: Right, well, that, that's one thing, but also, she here's my thing, she quit her job. She actually, I think, formally quit with them.
1: She says she quit two days before she was fired.
0: Right, well, that means you the contracts null and void get the fuck out.
1: She says that they had an agreement for 30 days notice.
0: Well, if she quits without 30 days notice, get the fuck out.
1: That's a good point, too. You
0: know, the other thing is.
1: I'm trying to argue with you, but when you're making good points, I just can't, you know?
0: <laughs> Here's the other thing. Um, these people are searching for a nanny to watch their precious children on fucking Craigslist. Yikes. And then when they get. They find the nanny, they don't do a credit check. They don't do a background check. Nothing. Yeah. They don't pay a, a private investigator 500 if they can afford a nanny they can afford a 500 hundred dollar private investigator background search to find out that she is a vex, vexatious lit, litigant
1: well the thing is and they've been talking about this too that family wasn't paying her she there's was being paid for room and board right. so they couldn't afford a nanny or they would have been paying for yeah a nanny.
0: I guess that's true yeah
1: and I mean yeah it's so, just a bad it seems like bad judgment all around here's the deal
0: there's a, as always there's a lot more to the story than the media is trying to let on they're not giving you the nanny side of it although i don't rule if i was a judge i'd be ruling against the nanny and say fuck you go live in your car crazy lady but still she does have a side and she does have a few points in her favor but the the family that just seems wacky that you know they put a padlock on the fridge and yeah. <laughs> they were playing hardball.
1: Yeah. The nanny, she's 64, and she says she quit two days before she was fired, that she gave 30 days notice, which was the agreement, and she said that, you know, on the accusation that she was refusing to work, that there was only two days, and that it was after she had been working 90 days straight without a day off. So she's right. saying that they'd started to take issue when she took the two days off, which she claimed were sick days. And that those were her first days off in 90 days. I don't
0: believe that. I mean, I think that th- this mother, this woman, this, the, uh, of the, of the couple, she seems a little on the bitch tastic side to me. But 90 days without a day off, get the, come on, get the fuck out of it. If that's the case, quit your job because this is a terrible job. Yeah, and go find something else. She
1: was also saying that she was working twenty four seven. Essentially, it right. was like, oh, so you're not sleeping? You're not, yeah. you know?
0: Oh, it's like you're in the Marine Corps. Great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, Which, if
0: you don't know, I I oh, was yeah. I was in the Marine Corps.
1: Yeah, Jesse was a Marine. Everybody. <laughs> she said she didn't have access to the bathroom a lot of times. Just it seemed like a terrible situation. So you're right. It seems like she would want to move out on her own. Right.
0: So anyway here's where we come down on this, is get the fuck out, nanny.
1: And I would like to add, it seems like the nanny is a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, super pain in the ass. And
1: yes, everybody, we all learned a new word today.
0: Vexatious litigant. Yes, we did. Yeah, nice. Brittany P, laying down the knowledge. You like that little song for you?
1: Yeah, I was dancing to it. Again, no one can see that. I don't know why I was It was doing more that.
0: of a shimmy, the way you're sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, uh, another another kind of a what the fuck in our news in our news hour is uh these idiot americans who are going over to places like iran and north korea and getting they get taken hostage or arrested Uh, it doesn't make any fucking sense in this latest case
2: north korea is reportedly preparing to put two americans on trial for carrying out what it says were hostile acts against the regime Pyongyang's official Korean Central News Agency said in a short report today that investigation into Americans Matthew Todd Miller and Jeffrey Edward Fowl showed that suspicions about their crimes, although unspecified, have been confirmed by evidence and their testimony. Now, Miller and Fowle entered the northern tours in April. There are three U.S. citizens known to be detained in the North currently, including Kenneth Bay, a Korean-American, who has been held in the communist state for more than a year now.
0: What I find very odd about this is, look, I don't think there's an American alive who can afford to travel internationally who doesn't know that North Korea is kind of a hot spot that you probably need to stay away from. Unless you are rodman unless you're dennis rodman you probably aren't welcome in north korea
1: well are these people not watching the news how he wants to start a war with the united states because of a film seth rogan is making or how he makes everyone have the same haircut listen
0: i have wanted to start wars over many seth Rogen films but it's just unreasonable to want to do that it's not it's not a, a rational response they're terrible i will agree that's the one thing Kim Jong-un and I can can agree on. Seth Rogen films blow. They're terrible. God, I'm getting nothing from Britney right now.
1: I just, I don't want to be such a hater like you are. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what Britney is saying right now is she loves Seth Rogen movies.
1: Also, I wasn't listening a lot to what you were saying just now.
0: Par for the course. All right.
1: <laughs> no, but you're right. You're right.
0: So, so... So, but the second thing is, is look, I, God damn, I try. I do think I'm a sympathetic guy, but I don't, I can't muster sympathy for these people. Because uh, this latest guy, Fow, F-O-W-E, he's some white, mid, like middle-aged, late middle-aged white dude from Missouri. What the fuck does he, what business does he have in North Korea? There's not a burgeoning fucking tourist economy there he, he's clearly going over there for some kind of fucking chicanery
1: well and especially the people that go over there and pro- proclaim their christian faith
0: well that's, bring
1: he, bibles
0: that's what happened here that's what north korea and you can't believe those wacky bastards either but they're claiming they found a bible in his hotel room which, and that's
1: enough to get busted in north korea that's
0: that was enough and so whether or not that's true i don't know but he, he has no business there so you look fowl mr fowl From Missouri, you get no sympathy from me or this show. Well, maybe from Brittany, but no, no sympathy
1: from me either. But because (laughs) you know, in North Korea, which is really funny, no proselytizing, no, none Mm -hmm, of it, mm -hmm. not allowed. You are only allowed to believe as you're told in North Korea. Right. Bringing a Bible, that's proselytizing. You can't even bring it. Well, but then
0: you know going in what the rules are. So if you chose to break them. Even if he didn't break them, just going, what the fuck, you're putting yourself in harm's way.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's the
0: same thing with going to Iran. What the fuck? Or this fucking Marine who got arrested in Mexico. Oh, he took a wrong turn, ended up deep in Mexico with guns. I just don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. And look, I want to support my fellow Americans that are overseas and get get arrested for shitty things. But fuck, come on you got to be smart about where you're going.
1: Did all those families that ended up in Texas make a wrong turn, too, yeah, when they, they entered did. the U.S.?
0: Yeah, as soon as they uh, headed, pointed their jeeps fucking due, due north, they they were heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. Fuck. That, that could be th- a
1: good excuse for everything.
0: That's a whole other mess that we can get into on another day. So, goddamn. If you got a, if you got a relative who is trying to travel internationally, and it's not France or Italy they should probably second guess where they're headed. Because it's a dangerous world out there. And
1: you should tell them that they're dumb.
0: You should tell them I think they're dumb. Yeah. And play episode 34 Yeah. Of I Doubt It with Dollamore. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you could actually give them the phone number. It's 657-464-7609.
1: They could call us and set us straight.
0: I didn't I didn't give the phone number at the top of the hour.
1: So. Yeah, well, we're just too busy. We have so much going on.
0: That's true. We're very busy people. So... New study? Is it a study? Was it really a study that was out?
1: Yeah, a study of 13,284 people with an average age of 37. They watched less TV on average than most Americans, 1.6 hours a day, compared to an average of 2.8 hours a day. Wait,
0: wait. Were they North Koreans? Because who watches that little TV? That sounds like fucking wacky sauce to me. Um, 1.7 hours per day? That's, that's not a lot of TV.
1: It was actually uh, Spanish volunteers. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Like Spain Spanish or Spanish speaking? Now I'm really making her look. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Spain. Oh, okay.
1: So they watched less TV. The participants watched less TV on average than most Americans, which is 1.6 hours a day, compared to an average of 2.8 hours a day for working Americans, and the Spanish volunteers spent an average of two hours a day on the computer and just about an hour a day of driving. They were followed for just over eight years.
0: Wow, that's a that's a long fucking time. It's per- shocking.
1: Participants reporting three or more hours a day of television viewing had a two-fold higher risk of mortality than those reporting less than one hour a day. The volunteers in the study seemed healthier than the average Spaniard. Over the eight years, only 97 died, while 128 people of similar age, sex, income, and so on would have been expected to. Of those who died, 19 died from heart disease or stroke, 46 died from cancer, and 32 died of something else. For every two extra hours of watching TV, over and above the one hour a day, the volunteers were 44% more likely to die from heart disease or stroke. Wow. So watching TV is a bad sitch.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And
1: they said, I don't know how they figured this out, but one of the things they say in the study is that watching TV is for some reason actually worse than just sitting down and doing nothing. Hmm. So I don't know if I wonder if, how they came to
0: that conclusion. They kind
1: of talked about maybe you're, you know, eating snacks, like bad food while you're watching TV and mm. so there's different things that are happening while you're watching TV that could, you know, also be negative.
0: So if you're the type that likes to plant down on the couch and watch a full season of House of Cards or The Terrible Oranges the New Black, you're at risk of death. Yeah. Brittany and I just started. Uh, I watched it before, but she's never watched Big Love, and so we're we're starting to barrel through those.
1: Time to die. Yeah,
0: we we also we also barreled through The Shield in record time, and also Six Feet Under. By the way, everyone needs to be writing these down because these are shows that you have. If you have not watched them, you are in desperate need to get these under your belt and get closer to death because they are. Fucking fantastic television.
1: Six Feet Under's series finale is the best series finale that there ever was. It,
0: it might be. It might be. But The Shield, Six Feet Under, the, uh, Sopranos, they're awesome. They need to be watched by you. They're right. It, it's, uh, I'm hmm. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> How dare you blaspheme my shows. They're worth getting a little closer to death. They really are.
1: Yeah. And also, just as another side note in the study, you know, they don't know the specific answer as to why this is the case yet. But they also said that if you're the type of person who spends a lot of time just sitting and watching TV, that that also probably means that you're someone who doesn't exercise, doesn't go outside. You lead a
0: generally sedentary lifestyle overall. Yeah. Yeah. Which I see a lot of, you know. Kids who are super video game guys tend to be not athletes. Yeah. I don't know if that's a I couldn't say that with any scientific certainty, but it seems that way. Yeah. Those that I know, if you're a giant Game of Thrones fan, you're probably not, you know, a varsity football player. turd. Yeah. I guess I guess that's what I was getting at. <laughs> Hashtag nerdturd. So speaking of TV and blah, blah, blah. We're going to read a little viewer mail, a little listener mail.
1: Allison in Boston, I believe.
0: Somewhere, yeah, somewhere in that area.
1: Left us a nice little note.
0: It was nice. It is, you know, we, we really do love it when, I wouldn't say I get giddy, but I do giggle. I do giggle when when a message comes in. Giggle so. a lot. <laughs> It
1: says, hey, Jesse, so my fiance just woke up and the first question he asked was, who does Dolamore find funny besides Shep Smith?
0: Well, she's going to continue here, but I had to stop her because um, I don't know how I feel, Allison, about your fiance's first. I mean, most dudes who wake up. It's bone town, you know, it's. Yikes. There's a lot of blood in certain areas of the body, if you know what I mean.
1: This went to a place I didn't expect.
0: Well, I just had the thought, so, you know. Yeah, you did. So did
1: he. <laughs> so you guys should get together.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the first thought of the day being about, mm, I wonder what Dahlemore, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. <laughs> anyway, proceed.
1: I turned him on to your podcast a few months ago, and yours is one of the only podcasts that he's still listening to after I recommended it. He is sort of a Seth Rogen fan. Ugh, don't ask me why. And so I said I'd ask you. Among the actors and comedians of today, who do you find funny?
0: Hmm. There's... So
1: please, authority on what's funny and not funny. Hey,
0: I am the arbiter of funny. Yes. Oh, you think you are? No. Mm. I'm
1: the brains of this operation.
0: All right. Uh, I, I would... Well, there's there's one name that comes to mind absolutely without any equivocation whatsoever. You want to say it
1: on one, two, three?
0: Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Louis L- C.K. God damn it. On three. Oh. Not after... After, you know, one, two, three, say it. Not oh. one, two, three. Because I'm I'm still in the middle of saying three. Okay, when you I say tried it. to
1: win. I wanted to win.
0: <sighs> not everything is a competition, Brittany. So she was she was saying what I was going to say. <laughs> Fucking Brittany Page. Yeah, uh, Louis C.K. If you have not watched Chewed Up or I'm Screwed or Live at the Beacon Theater or Hilarious, which is probably his least funny stand up act, you need to watch. And I think they're all on Netflix. And if they're not on Netflix. They're on HBO Go. And if they're not on HBO Go, you can go to louisck.net. l o u i s c k dot net, And you could buy them for $5 each. Super, super funny. Very smart. Very topical. Um, really brings to light a lot of social. He, there's, he does a bit of talking about how in traffic, someone cuts him off. And he, he's like, oh, you worthless piece of shit. And he's, it's very funny that he's so cerebral, he thinks about things that we do, every, all of us do every single day. And we do it with seething fucking hatred for that other person, not thinking that guy just probably made a mistake and he's probably very sorry and embarrassed about it. But we fucking hate him because of it. Yeah. And I'm for sure guilty of it. So, I first of all would be Louis c k. There's another guy who has a show coming out on Fox this fall, uh John Mulaney. oh my gosh, who is very, very funny.
1: he's so great, yeah, he's new awesome. in town is one of his yeah,
0: new in town would be his stand up back that you need to watch he, I tell you what you do here's what you do. hey, everybody, I'll tell you what you do. what's the guy at the monorail and the simpsons? I sounded like a fucking traveling salesman um. Go on Pandora, and if you don't have a Pandora account, where, where the fuck have you been? But go on Pandora and start a Louis C.K. channel and a John Mulaney channel. And that will provide you with a lot of solid comedians. I also think Daniel Tosh is very, very funny, apart from his show. Because his show is certainly sophomoric. But his his comedy is cutting and satirical and he really shines a bright light on race, race and religion. Yeah, it's very funny. It's good good stuff. So it, a lot of people will think he's just crass and racist. I don't think so. I I give him credit of being a lot smarter than that.
1: I think he's very an an intelligent comedian. He has
0: he has a very sharp satirical wit that leans toward offensive. Yeah. So um you know, but it's same with Louis CK, I just think he's the king of comedy right now. You know he's not afraid. I've said for a long time about people using the N word, and it might have been spurned because of him, because he he doesn't he doesn't like the he doesn't like quote unquote the N word,
1: the phrase the N word. Yeah,
0: if you're gonna if he talk he has a whole bit about the lady on CNN. I tell you what, he has a whole bit that I'm gonna play right here.
3: Every, everybody has different words that offend them, different things that they hear, that they get offended by. I, to me, the thing that offends me the most is every time that I hear the N-word. Not nigger, by the way. I mean the N-word. Literally, whenever a white lady on CNN with nice hair says the N-word, that's just white people getting away with saying nigger. That's all that is. They found a way to say nigger. N-word. It's bullshit, because when you say the N-word, you put the word nigger in the listener's head. That's what saying a word is. You say the N-word, and I go, oh, she means nigger. You're making me say it in my head. Why don't you fucking say it instead and take responsibility for the shitty words you want to say? Just say it. Don't hide behind the first letter like a faggot. Just... Hey, nigger, you stupid cunt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Somebody will kick my ass. I mean, all this shit goes on in my head. I don't really use... Like, I thought the word nigger the other day. I'm going to tell you this story. And it wasn't racist. It wasn't a race-even connotation. Let me tell you what happened. I went to a coffee place. And it was like a cool indie coffee. I don't like Starbucks anymore, because you go there and they they don't care anymore. They just press a button and some old lady's diarrhea comes out and they just give it to (laughs) you. So I go to like a young people cool coffee place with like my band's playing notices on the walls and it's called like the howling Do whatever thing. And (laughs) the dude behind the counter's got a tight T-shirt and a ponytail and he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, hey, can I get a cappuccino? And he's like, yeah, right on, totally. Like... (laughs) He's amazed that he could help me, like, Oh, yeah, I got all this stuff right here. That's awesome. <laughs> and so he starts making my coffee just so, he works so hard. He ground the beans just for the, that one cup and put them in the thing and tamped them with this old thing and click, clack, and click, and... and Then he took the milk and he frothed it, like, for like an hour. And then he banged it on the counter. I don't know why, it was awesome. And he scooped it in and put a little cocoa on it. And he said, here you go, man. And I was just blown away. And for some reason, as I left there, the thought in my head was, that nigger made the shit out of my coffee. (laughs) I don't know why. He wasn't black. That's just what was in my heart for some reason. Was that nigger made the shit out of my coffee.
0: I don't know. I don't care. So there you go. He's got another bit about how great it is to be white, and on its face you would think, God, that's so racist, what, what it's like to be white. But listen, because here, here's what he says.
3: Sorry I'm being so negative. I'm a bummer. I don't know. I I shouldn't be. I'm a very, uh, you know, lucky guy. I got a lot going for me. I'm I'm healthy, I'm relatively young, I'm white, which thank God for that shit, boy. (laughs) That is a huge leg up. Are you kidding me? Oh, God, I love being white. I really do. Seriously, if you're not white, you're missing out, because this shit is thoroughly good. But let me be clear, by the way, I'm not saying that white people are better. I'm saying that being white is clearly better. Who could even argue? (laughs) If it was an option, I would re-up every year. Oh, yeah, I'll take white again. Absolutely. I've been enjoying that. I'm going to stick with white. Thank you. Here's how great it is to be white. I could get in a time machine and go to any time and it would be fucking awesome when I get there. That is exclusively a white privilege. <laughs> black people can't fuck with time machines. A black guy in a time machine is like, Hey, anything before 1980? No, thank you. I don't want to go. <laughs> but I can go to any time. The year two? I don't even know what was happening then. But I know when I get there, welcome. We have a table right here for you, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, it's lovely here in the year two. I can go to any time. In the past, I don't want to go to the future and find out what happens to white people, because we're going to pay hard for this shit, you got to know that. they are not going to just fall from number one to two. They're going to hold us down and fuck us in the ass forever. And we totally deserve it. But for now, weeeee! If you're, if you're white and you don't admit that it's great, you're an asshole. It is great, and I'm a man! How many advantages could one person have? I'm a white man! You, you can't even hurt my feelings! What can you really call a white man that really digs deep? Hey, cracker! Oh, ruined my day. Boy, shouldn't have called me a cracker. Bringing me back to owning
0: land and people. What a drag! Those are just two examples of how awesome and funny and insightful he is. He, he's just, he's got the world. And what, what I really like about him, I'm all over the place because I love the guy so much, is that he could be making 10 times, 20 times the money that he's making right now. But because he's so committed to doing it his way, and not wanting a network to fuddle with his his craft and his creation, that he takes way less money. He he explains it that, that FX pays him pretty much out of quote unquote petty cash, that they just if they paid him more they would have to have the network execs involved and giving him notes on the show, but they just give him a little bit of money. He goes out and makes a show, and then they look at it to decide you know whether they're going to air it. It's it's awesome. He's.
1: I mean, he—he's no Seth Rogen, but he's pretty good.
0: <laughs> so sorry, Allison's fiance. Uh, he is no Seth Rogen. And look, I shit on Seth Rogen because it's easy. Um, I do think he's funny, but his funny isn't diverse. He's got yeah. one—he's got one layer of funny, and that's it. Yeah, he's—it's the same fucking thing over and over. Which is great when you're in the mood, but it certainly doesn't—it uh, doesn't satisfy. Yeah. So,
1: and they also said actors or comedians you like, you know, It's Always Sunny, Arrested Development. Yeah. There's many actors on like, those shows that you I really like. I like the
0: original Arrested Development, not the new. I didn't, we didn't even finish watching those episodes. Will Arnett, I think, is very funny. It's a bummer he can't land on his feet with a good sitcom. Yeah. He's more of a, a good supporting cast. For sure. But, you know, I, I really like Jason Bateman. I love um, Charlie Day. I love Charlie Day from Always Sunny. I think he's smart. You know, he's the co-creator of that show. There's a there's a ton of guys out there. Yeah. So, I, I I probably rambled too much to answer anybody's questions, but there it is. If any of you other listeners would like to have your question answered, you could do like the lovely and talented uh, Allison did and Facebook a question to us. You could call 657-464-7609 and leave a voicemail, and we could actually play your question on the show. That would be a lot of fun. Um, or you could email one of us, jesse at dollamore.com. Actually, you know what? Go to the top right-hand corner of the, fa- the dollamore.com page, and there's a contact link that you could email or message us to your heart's desire. And while you're at the dollamore.com link, there is also an Amazon search bar where you can buy a book or aloe vera if you have badly sunburned your forehead like a moron
1: yes (laughs) jesse d will be needing to do that
0: a lot of that so this has been the post sick episode we really appreciate you tuning in and sticking with us through my ailment we love you and appreciate you very very much for Britney Page, I am the healthy Jesse Dallamore, and this has been another episode of I Doubt It. I can drink a quart of warm maker's mark out of a dead hobo's boot that I found in the dumpster.